0: Hello and welcome to a special emergency episode of How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noder from Jesco, as always, and I'm joined by my grandpa Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska, where Dylan Rola has just committed to Nebraska, the first five-star quarterback in the modern era to commit to Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you feeling right now? It's been about maybe an hour and a half since he announced his commitment um, but, uh, we recorded earlier today, I should say, so <laughs> he should line his recruitment announce or his commitment announcements up with our, uh, recording schedule. But uh, other than that, I don't have any complaints. I, I had a column
1: already written this afternoon. It was, I, uh, you know, I was going to proofread it and send it to David Max. And then I got news about Dylan and I had to rewrite the whole thing. So it's like, it's, <laughs> I, and I knew that was a possibility. But I kind of thought maybe he was going to wait since he's waited this long, he would wait until Wednesday. Right. So, you know, there was, it's still up in the air. But now every, every, you know, news source, Husker football news source is saying, yeah, it's a done deal. So yep. I, I'm, are you stunned by that? Are you, are you shocked? Surprised?
0: Man, I mean, if you listen to our episode we recorded earlier today, which is already out, uh, I think I said that. Uh, I wouldn't I, I don't I don't understand why he wouldn't commit right now. It seems to me like he was going yeah. to commit. So yeah. I'm not extremely surprised. Uh I'm more just excited and uh, I'm drinking a lot of Kool-Aid right now. I'll tell you that much. For next season, holy cow, we could go 14 and 0 as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. So. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's the feeling right now. And I'm sure that what it is for all of Husker Nation, but um we'll yeah.
1: see. It's um I don't, I've never seen I mean, this whole thing with the quarterback room. And this is what I end up writing about. Um, is I've never seen it like this before. It, it is, it was, I don't know if there's been a week or so, maybe 10 days, maybe 14 days in Husker recruiting history that this thing is just, I mean, it's, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh, man. Emotions. Oh, yeah. He's going to come for a visit. Yeah. But, He's still keeping one foot on base for Georgia. It's like, okay, when is this guy going to commit? Is he going to commit to Nebraska, or is he going to end up? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, there, I know there's some people out there because I hear from them. They don't like the way this thing has been handled by Dylan. Uh they, they, they're that, you know, he was a commit to Ohio State, and he backed off that. Now, then he took his time. And he went through and then he committed to Georgia, you know, and then he even moved, uh, you know, his family moved down to uh, the, the, you know, to be close to the Georgia Bulldogs, Yeah, played high school football at uh, very powerhouse. Yeah. A powerhouse uh, football program there. And I think they went 11 and two this, this past year. He had some dazzling statistics. I mean, that that's what you would expect. Right. He, and to his credit, And I think we were talking about that on our first podcast that we recorded earlier today, that uh, it seems like he is craving competition. He could have stayed at Chandler, Arizona, or he was going to play for another high school in the Phoenix area. Um, And he chose to, you know, I don't think the easy way out, I think it's, man, I'm all in. And again, we you and I talked about this this afternoon what happened with Georgia because that is a key I hope we can find that out I have not had a chance to read all the stuff that's been posted about yeah. this maybe it's on there and I just have not had time yeah I mean, we're just we're on air here and it's just we're just reacting to this and it's yeah. going to take a while I think for all this to to settle in uh but this yeah. is how, how do you think this ranks? Or what? What? Where do you think that that Matt Rule steps in as a recruiter, and and in this, what effect will that have on this year's recruiting
0: class? Well, I mean, we've already seen the effect it has on this year's recruiting class. Nebraska is now 19th in the nation, uh, based on from this single commitment. I think we jumped up from 22nd or something like that to 19th. Uh, with with Dylan Rollo committing uh, and Matt Rule is a recruiter. Honestly, I was just talking about this with my mom outside of this um, before we started recording. Um, of uh, I mean, this Matt Rule's done this at three programs now, where he's just rebuilt a team that has seemed like it's going nowhere, it uh, driving itself into the ground, and he somehow pulls them out of the depths. It's it's crazy uh, the the way he's able to do this. Uh, and I mean, Matt Rule is a recruiter. I, I mean un unmatched and you look at sabin and uh in in urban meyer when he was at ohio state like those guys i feel like he's probably close on tier with them maybe that's just bias from me but i feel like just the way he's been like that's why my mom kept saying, why would anyone in their right mind come to Nebraska right now when you could go to Georgia, you could go to Alabama, you could go to all these big schools? Why would you go to Nebraska at all these places? And I said, well, it's because of Matt Rule and because of the way the atmosphere he creates and just he's so good at pulling these programs out of nothing and, and making them national championship contenders and or, or New Year's Six Bowl contenders. And it's just crazy the, what he's able to do. So I mean I think Matt Rule is a recruiter his profile just went way way up uh and I mean he deserves a pay raise I mean, depending on what we do this year obviously if we get to a if we get 9 wins I think he should get a pay raise definitely after all the recruiting he's done added on to being 4 and 8 last year not barely missing a bowl game this year um and then if we get 9 wins next year I think he deserves a pay raise that's a huge turnaround uh but yeah I I think that this proves a ton about why Matt rule is the head coach of Nebraska right now and why he didn't work out in the NFL. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, One uh, of the
1: things, one of the things that I just, I just read uh, online and I assume it's true that uh, rule assigned uh, uh, essentially Dylan's uncle uh, Donovan Ryola, who is the Husker offensive line coach. He was down in Georgia and guarding, keeping the other schools from getting to, uh, to Dylan. And, and that's legal. That's my nephew. I'm there visiting my nephew. I'm staying here, you know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Matt, I don't think he'd get away with that. And first of all, he has other responsibilities, other people that right. Recruiting. And you know, this is coming down to, this is the crescendo coming up Wednesday. Most right. of the signees will be done, um, uh, on, on Wednesday. Exactly. But, uh, so he had anyway wisely, or maybe it was Trev Alberts, gave uh, gave uh, Donovan a, a pretty sizable raise. Uh, yeah, Check. So uh, you know this this all works out. Sometimes it doesn't work out. You do all that effort and you get nothing for it. But it looks like it has paid off this time. And I'm just I'm happy for Matt Rule. I'm happy for the coaching staff. I'm I'm you know this. I don't know the, the, the potential there. And maybe, you know, we talked earlier, I think about being a big fish in a small pond. And I think that's mm-hmm. exactly, we'll, we'll find out. I'm going to ask some of the coaches that if, if that's, that that's what they think it was, was one of the selling f- uh, points to come to Nebraska because at, at Georgia, Oh, you're five-star. Oh, get in line, pal. We got, we got. Yeah. Five-star players, so, you know, um, he comes to Nebraska. He's the big, big fish in a not a small pond. I, I don't want to, it's 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 not a very big. It's pond. a small. Not. It's a smaller pond than Georgia, right, for sure. Right, right, right. But um, and then the other the expectations are going to be way, way high. We're going to win nine, ten games, you know, on and whatever, and, yeah. and maybe we will. But I, it's it's going to come down that you have an eighteen-year-old quarterback uh you know who's never played a down of college ball and the expectations need to be um uh, you know fitted for expectations of an 18 year old not a uh you know a fifth year senior or something so i i think nebraska fans they're 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 the best in, in the entire universe and i don't think yeah. we'll see the likes of that but we're all going to have to be patient um uh, and, and that it I, I love to dream uh, and that's that's what you have to do. but I also think that you have to give a dose of reality. I'm just I'm just really excited I, I don't know if I've ever felt this way. Well, we got Tommy Frazier back in I think it was 91. Um, that was a huge thing, but we didn't know how good he was going to be. He had a reputation right um, and he lived up to it. He started as a freshman, not not the first game, but he started in his freshman season. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's, yeah,
0: yeah. it's a, it's unprecedented times as this is Nebraska's first five-star recruit, any position since 2008 is what I saw. Uh, and I read Dylan had a, he had a, uh, phone interview with, uh, 247 sports, I think, or, uh, they at least quoted an interview that he had over the phone with somebody and Dylan said, uh, that, the fans of Nebraska like no other that just the youth and the program that Matt rules building uh, that he really liked that. He also really liked that. He was able to talk, sit down and talk with Matt rule and just discuss things with them. I think Dylan values personal relationships a lot from what I've seen and heard of him written about him before this is before he committed to, to Nebraska or before this even was an option for him to commit to Nebraska. Uh, I was reading about just his, how he works in high school and his coaches said that he always he's there on Sundays um of game week doesn't have school to, like he's just there because he loves the game and is studying it as notebooks full of notes and all this stuff like he's a pro uh, when it, when it comes to like he's like people there's always the argument of well the star ranking only carries you as far as the recruiting process but there're certain habits from five star players that uh it, they they build and some of them are just freak athletes and they end up playing really well and have all the, the tools and everything. But when they get play against uh, more legitimate competition in the SEC or whatever, then they kind of flop. But <clears throat> when it comes to doing role, I have way more confidence, just knowing of how committed he is to the game and he's a student of the game as well, which is so important. I'm sure rule loves, loves that f- for him. And uh, uh, Ryle also said in that interview that he, uh, really liked Satterfield, just the development he's done with quarterbacks and the way he's called offense for the SEC. Uh, he he really liked that. I, he didn't comment anything about Satterfield last year, and I know Satterfield took a lot of criticism uh, from Nebraska fans uh, this past season, uh, but I, I think that it's a testament to Rule's belief in Satterfield and also the players' and offense's belief in Satterfield that Ryle is citing him as a specific uh, source of uh reason for coming to nebraska is to have to be in an offense that's called by marcus satterfield and i think that as i said this entire season with satterfield that i think that he just is trying to build the offense a little bit slower because the defense was already miles ahead of the offense so uh but i mean holy cow this is a huge huge step for nebraska and as you said grandpa this will all fall out uh and we'll talk about this we'll probably have an episode out i want to say Probably, maybe we'll leave you guys a little treat in your stocking on the, uh, on Christmas Day, and uh, and get you out one by then. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll break this all down as soon as this settles down. But I want to go back to your point about the people criticizing Dylan's way he's gone around this recruiting process of committed to Ohio State, decommit from Ohio State, wait, kind of take all these random visits to. Not random, take all these visits to schools, take the unofficial to Nebraska, official to Georgia, commit to Georgia. Seven months committed to Georgia, dec- decommit, flip to Nebraska. Um, <clears throat> So, I mean, I think the Ohio State one is different. I think Dylan Rella has always wanted to come to Nebraska, and Scott Frost was the thing that held him back. And that's why he committed to Ohio State, because it was the best offer he had at the time at least him looking at a program rise wise. Um, <clears throat> and he really liked that staff down there and thought he was going to play. want to play in the big 10, all that kind of stuff, I guess, kind of a Joe Burrow situation of, he really wants to play for Nebraska, but ends up playing for Ohio state or at least committing to Ohio state. And then Scott Frost leaves. So then he decommits from Ohio state, keeps his options open and says, okay, What can I get now? Also keep in mind during this time, his recruiting profile is going up and up and up and up and up. And he's getting higher and higher in the rankings for the 2024 class. And so net, then you have him commit to Georgia. And I think, I don't know. What, the thing is, I the thing is I can't guess what changed from the commit to Georgia, moving to Georgia, playing football in Georgia, going to school in Georgia for seven months, basically six months, five months, whatever it ended up being. And, and then committing to Nebraska. That's the switch that I don't know. And I think goes down to just relationship with rule and how well his official visit went. Um, so, and it seemed like the coaches knew that he was going to flip, uh, for a bit of time, just they, they, all the coaches were posting on their socials just really cryptic tweets about stuff. Uh, they just post a bunch of random emojis that somewhat mean something in context. I don't know, it's, I, I don't pay attention to that because I can't read it, but they were, they all seemed to be excited about something, and every Husker fan thought it was Riola. It turns out that's probably what it was but uh, they must've got some vibe from the official visit that gave them the notion that he was going to flip. So, I mean, kudos to them. They did a great job flipping uh, Ryle. I, this is probably the biggest recruiting coup uh, since I've been a college football fan that I can remember. I mean, obviously it's with my team, so it's different, but I can't really think about a hu- other huge recruiting flips that have been this monumental and program defined, like changing, I think. Um, so we'll see. You know, uh, you and I were talking
1: in our first podcast that we did this afternoon why he waited, why he was waiting so long. Because we were, you know, we had purposely delayed our podcast till today, you know, this afternoon, thinking that you know somebody said that he was supposed to make a commitment on on Sunday. Probably, and again, I don't know this for a fact, but you might. The one of the reasons why he did that was not to steal the thunder from the volleyball program that that could have been could have won a national champion. He didn't want to. That's a good point. I didn't think of that because he would take a little bit of the air out of the room. And, you know, they didn't they didn't win it, obviously. But but I, I that'll be something else we'll we'll find out later the, the, yep. the why he chose Monday instead of Sunday, because th- right. that that might make a lot of sense.
0: Right. That That's a good point. I didn't even think about that when we were talking about it earlier today on our first episode, but all right, well, uh, we'll break down the fallout of this uh, coming up this next week. Uh, a little fun emergency podcast for you guys to we get two in one day. I think this is the most great I've ever talked about Nebraska football. And one. that's not true, we, we've talked about Nebraska football for, we could talk about it for 48 hours straight. I'm sure. I think uh, so. But uh, <laughs> all right, well, we will talk to you or you will hear from us probably on Christmas day or maybe Christmas Eve, depending on one, we end up recording it when that episode comes out. Ha- have a happy holidays. And of course, go big red in. Dylan Arola, welcome to Oscar season. Come on. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon.